The following audio recording is classified documentation for case with the enclosure. Unauthorized access to this information will lead to immediate intervention. Progress further if proper clearance has been given. It's like two o'clock in the morning and I cannot sleep, so I thought I'd just get up and record. Grove is asleep over on the couch, so at least I'm not alone, but it's it's been a weird night. Work has been stressful. Therapy hasn't been helpful, even though it should be. Trying to maintain personal relationships, even though I have no idea what I should and shouldn't trust people with, has been... <sighs> Headaches have been coming and going. Sleeping troubles are, well, I guess obviously still troubling me. I've stopped seeing Dr. Rahal over every little thing. He wants to help, but there just doesn't seem to be anything that I can really do. I've done everything he suggested. Sometimes it helps, but usually it doesn't. It really feels like he's worried, but I swear there's stuff he's not telling me. So I, I don't really know how to feel about all that. And then there's Dr. Damon and Mr. Zimmer. They, they, they care. At least they say they do. Of course we care. That's our job. Or something like that. I, I just, I don't know. Dr. Damon has been getting a bit more dismissive of things that I'd consider progress or achievements. I'm making friends. I'm developing bonds. I'm finding things I like to do outside of work. I'm living. But she seems to try and just focus on, like, emotional responses and faults. Never successes. How I physically feel when stressed, what my sleep is like, things like that. I, I don't feel listened to, I feel pride into. And then there's Mr. Zimmer. We started by just getting to know each other. The first meeting was strange. It felt more like something I'd seen on TV rather than an actual person talking to me. He was curious about me, uh, but kept reminding me that all I needed to do was just work with him and that it would be an easy fix. I, I don't like that phrasing. Fixing. I don't feel broken. Yeah, an absolute mess and a half, but I don't like being told that I'll be fixed. Like I'm some cracked object or something. Like there's some sort of end goal that I need to become instead of just being able to be me and thrive. We were hitting some hiccups a while back. I've been getting strange dreams, but he thinks it's just anxiety and stress. It's like, I'll be dreaming, but I, I can't move. I'm laying on my back, and no matter how hard I try, I can't move. There's usually other people in the room, but I can't see faces or make out what's being said, and there's often bright lights shining right on me. He said it's likely just me feeling trapped or like an outsider in my own life, which, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. 
I feel like I can't grow because I don't remember. I don't have a base to really grow off of. I mean, I know in general what I did before, work-wise. I know where I went to school, at least according to my records. I brought up maybe taking a vacation to drive out to see the IU campus. Maybe that could help jog my memory a bit. But I did just have a week off. I doubt that I'd be approved for another vacation anytime soon. And I'd hate to drive all that way all by myself. I don't even know if I could take Grove. Like, would he be able to go so far away from Wichton? Anyways, not like I'd get approved for it anytime soon. There's no guarantee that it would even do anything for me besides be a waste of gas money. So I just keep going to therapy with Dr. Damon and Mr. Zimmer. Talking about my feelings, talking about my lack of remembering, talking about whatever I got up to that day. About feeling unfulfilled, feeling tired, and feeling stuck. I'm... I'm finally getting involved around town. I still go every week or so to Mrs. Wethington's bakery, to the Chronicle Inn to see Esther and Laura. I was an idiot and agreed a few weeks ago to talk at the school's upcoming career day, which I still have no idea how to prepare for. Something doesn't feel right about going and just lying to a bunch of kids for like an hour. Ugh. You know, for someone who complains about lying, I sure do lie a lot. But what else am I supposed to do? Tell people what I really do? Tell Holly and Darius the truth about, well, that I can't die, die? That I've got no memories from before two years ago? That I don't know who or what I even am? I'm a scientist at the enclosure, yeah, but... Sometimes it's just easier to lie. I've tried to play it off like I do it because I have to, but maybe I do it because it's easier. It's easier to spit out a lie on the spot and not have to have heavy conversations than to sit someone down and tell them the truth. And of course, telling the truth would ideally involve someone believing the truth. Ideally. My truth's a bit hard to believe. Mr. Zimmer asked if I even really want to let people in, or if I just want people around. He asked it with that smile of his, the one that doesn't reach his eyes in the way that it should. He asked if maybe, just maybe, I don't really care about the close relationships, and I just want to mirror what I see around me. He said that if I really want people around and to have those close connections, that I'd just open up. Why aren't I? What's so hard about opening up? <laughs> like, am I wrong in thinking that it's kind of a big deal to just tell the whole truth to people like Holly and Darius? Hell, even Jamie and Milo. Milo knows more. They learned a bit about my ability and lack of memory back when we were lab partners. Jamie knows a bit about my amnesia, but she doesn't know the whole I don't stay dead thing. That's sort of kept on a need-to-know basis at work. Now, I just have no idea if my friendships even matter because there's so many lies and secrets. But it's not all fake. I have real memories 
with these people. Real laughs, real talks, real moments of shared silence, us teaching each other things. Things that are in real friendships. I just... I want friends. I'd like friends that I don't have to keep so much from, but... What other choice do I have, huh? I actually told Darius a bit about my attending IU recently. But when he asked me about it, I told him the truth and that, well, I don't really remember a lot about it. We joked about it being that I was so overwhelmed by the paperwork and research. I'm not going to correct him. I talked to my therapist a bit uh, about trying to navigate friendships and whatnot when I really have no idea who I am. How am I supposed to be honest if I don't even know what's true? I guess that's just something else to work on, huh? Recently, I did a bit more digging on my own files, and I... Sorry. I think the exhaustion's getting to me. I keep seeing shadows in my peripheral. And it keeps feeling like someone is there, but nothing. This started pretty recently. Uh, it's okay. It's okay, Grove. I'm okay. I'm alright. Go back to sleep. <sighs> Anyways, I looked into my own files. Uh, there's not much on me from before the incident, as usual. But, I mean, I worked for a different company, so I guess it makes sense that they don't have my files. It's weird, though, that I can't even find the name of the company I previously worked for. I suspect it's something to do with confidentiality, but it's still strange. I tried to look into the incident itself, but again, password barriers. That's the thing I keep hitting when I look into myself, into Dr. Kelder from the business card I found, when I try to learn more about my former teammates who didn't survive the incident. Everything is password blocked. Of course. If I could learn what I'd been studying, that could likely explain so much. Like, what has the ability to make a human nigh-immortal? I still don't know if things like illness and age can kill me. I assume the former can't, but I have no idea about age. There's nothing in my studies that points to what could have done this to me. But I, I have this record of a life prior to the incident. Even if a lot of it is behind a barrier, it's, it's, it's there. I can feel it. I just, I just need to get to it. I've got nothing else to go with. I'm also trying to just be, to be more often, you know? Just let myself exist in the moment. Just let myself live. That's something that Dr. Rahal suggested when I kind of broke down to him once. Gods, that was embarrassing. It helps that I have people around, you know, now like Holly and Darius. They're getting closer as buds, and they're still planning a time for us to go sledding and to hang out. And while I love being around them both, it can be tiring. I always worry I'm going to say the wrong thing, or reveal too much, or that they're going to realize that I'm actually pretty damn dull. At least I think I am. 
And like, am I a good friend? Am I a good person? I'm involved in a job that does more harm than good, in my opinion, but I can't leave. <laughs> what else would I do? Who would I turn to? I am nothing outside of the enclosure, and people don't just quit working at the enclosure. I, I lie. I'm bitter. I don't know what I'm doing in half of my interactions, if not more than half, and no one's come looking for me. No one from my past has ever reached out. No former colleagues, no former friends, no family, no partners, nothing, no one. So like, was I a shit friend? Did I have friends? Was I a bad worker? Is that why I was transferred to the enclosure? But if so, why was I put on such a high profile case situation that is now password protected? I, I mean, and I guess the idea of romance is nice, I guess. It looks fun. I'd like to have someone to be close to, but I have no idea if I've ever been romantically involved. Holly literally asked me about that recently. They asked if I had someone special, which I had to ask them to elaborate what they meant because I consider them special. But they meant if I had anyone romantically dear to me. I said no, because I'm not dating anyone or anything, and I really don't know what that would even entail outside of the title and what I've seen in movies the last few years. And the movies that Holly's shown me, even to me, obviously, have been poor representation of healthy romance. They asked if I've ever dated. I told them no. I told them I've always been too busy and that the right person just hasn't come around yet. Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. They said it's okay if I don't have interest in dating, but that's, that's not it. Again, the idea is appealing in theory, but I've got, I've got a lot going on right now. I don't think that I'm in a place to even consider it. I... I wouldn't be a good romantic partner. I'm, I'm struggling to keep my friendships going well. But I, I see it everywhere, though. Esther and Laura are like the golden couple in town. Everyone loves them. Some of Darius's friends are dating. Holly and Jamie both often gush about cute people, but I... I don't understand, and I... Am... I just wishing for what I see around me? Is Mr. Zimmer to mirror? I don't want to talk about it anymore. My birthday's coming up in a few weeks. Darius asked a while ago when my birthday was, and actually seems to have remembered, which never happens. People usually forget my birthday. He also remembered that I don't like surprises, so he asked permission to throw me a little something after I told him I haven't celebrated in ages. So he's planning a little thing for next month. Uh, he told me that it'll just be a little get-together, nothing huge, a few friends, food, the usual. But he does want to surprise me with what he's exactly planning to do. As long as I know a party's coming, and it's small, I'm... It's okay. 
I can emotionally prepare for it enough, I I'm sure. And I trust Darius to, to not blow it too out of proportion. He seems to understand my energy levels enough to make a safe guess. I don't even know what else to talk about. I just can't sleep, and I find comfort in recording. My sleep schedule's been worse lately. I agree with Dr. Rahal. Stress. I've been stressed. Very stressed. Working with Dr. Damon and Mr. Zimmer is stirring up a lot of feelings, but Dr. Damon assured me that that's part of the process. You have to open old wounds or scratch beyond the surface to get to what really needs to be worked on. At least when she smiles, it reaches her eyes more. But she doesn't often smile as much. I don't blame her. I feel like nowadays... Neither of us really want to be doing these therapy sessions. I, and, and I can't find another therapist. I'm stuck with what I got, so I'm going to make it work. As Mr. Zimmer said, it'll be easier if I work with them. Even if that's what I've been doing since I started seeing them, I'll just keep working on working with them. Eventually, something's got to give. <laughs> Just another shadow. <laughs> the kids stopped knocking an hour ago. It's just Grove and I. Maybe I should turn on the TV for some background noise or something. Just something besides the ringing silence and whatever noises settling houses tend to make at night. <sighs> I'm so tired. But my brain won't shut off for me to sleep, and I keep having nightmares when I do. Sleep used to be so appealing, and now I hate it. I hate these constant appointments and struggling to sleep. I hate all of these assignments that don't quite fit my job description. I hate struggling to always know what to say and when to say it, and I lost all memory of my formative years in social development, so I miss so many cues that others view as obvious, but I don't know, and I can't remember. <sighs> Dr. Damon said for me to give myself a little bit of patience with that, but she said that a while ago, and we really haven't delved into that topic recently, so I don't even know if she still has patience for that anymore. Are you kidding me? Come on, there's no need to be doing this now. Guys, I'm tired. Please, just leave me be for one night. Please, I'm just, I'm just trying. I, I don't even know. I, I don't. There's, there's too much. Too much. Please leave me alone. Please, just leave me alone. Please. I can't. Just. Please, I said, I said, stop! Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Come, come here. Thank you. I'm gonna watch some TV. Maybe. Uh, maybe have a snack. That'll help. I could try a shower. 
I'd... I'd think about walking Grove if those black-eyed children weren't probably right outside. This is my house. Can I just have a little peace and a quiet? I just want some time to rest. In my house. Snack. TV. Shower. Then I'll try and sleep again. This is Dr. Jared Hell. Signing off. Jarvry Buke is written and produced by Casper Oliver, who is also the voice of Dr. Jared Hell. The intro is read by Vanessa Rosengrant, and credits are read by Ashley Kraft, who has created the podcast Official Graphics. Episode was edited by Chelsea Finley. Music was created by Luke Menis, spelled M-E-N-N-I-S-S, who you can find and support on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Twitch. Follow us on social media for updates. If you've been enjoying us, please consider leaving a rating, review, or comment wherever you tune in. You can also support us on Patreon or Podhero by following the links in our episode description. And special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Tristan, Perry, Devin, Becky, Nico, and Joyce. And now, if you've been enjoying Jar of Rebuke, check out this other queer horror podcast. Do you like stories so scary that you can't sleep for three days? Do you like exploring the supernatural? Do you like spooky bitches? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we've got the podcast for you. Haunt her? I barely know her. Hosted by me, Zoe Knowlton. And me, Katie Groves. Together we take turns trying to scare the bejesus out of each other. But it's probably just going to be me that gets scared, to be honest. Eh. Check us out at our website for more information at www.hauntherIBarelyKnowHer.com. Stay spooky, my friends.